Welcome to another edition of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken. We got a jam-packed episode today. I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. It's all about the World Cup. World Cup is starting Thursday, June 13th. I'm excited. Everyone here in the office is excited as well. So we're going to talk all about the World Cup today. We're going to bring in Brian Fleischer and Paul Moscoso from Grading. We're going to have them talk about certain teams, players to watch, uh, and that'll kind of relate to Panini Prism World Cup, as well as uh, future products that might be involved later in time. We're also going to talk to a, a soccer dealer and a soccer collector. His name is Kent, and he's from Florida, and he is a huge fan of soccer. So we're going to do that here in a little bit. But first, let's talk about new products and pricing. We got a lot of products that came out this past week. Uh, Wednesday, June 11th, we had Topps Chrome WWE come out, Top Series 2 Baseball, Panini Innovation Basketball, Upper Deck Exquisite Football, and Leaf Valiant Football. Leaf Valiant was pushed back a couple weeks, and it finally came out on the 11th. So uh, check that out. There's a few checklists on there. I think Innovation's up. Valiant and Exquisite we're still waiting on. Uh, Series 2 should be in there. And Topps Chrome WWE will be in there in a couple days. Let's see. On Tuesday, June 17th, we have Ultimate Collection Hockey. And then SP Authentic Hockey and Score Football will come out next week. As far as new pricing goes, we uh, we did Leaf Trinity Football, Topps Archives Baseball, and Topps UFC Knockout MMA. That knockout product is pretty sweet. So definitely check it out on your OPGs or soon on newsstands everywhere. So we had a contest last week for a brand new box of SP Game Use Golf. And a lot of people sent us emails. And we have the lucky winner. His name is, drumroll please, James Thompson. Congratulations. You are a lucky winner of SP Game Use Golf. Uh, I will send you an email here after the show to get your address so we can send that box out to you. Congratulations, and thanks to everyone who listened to that episode with Chris Carlin. I was a huge fan of, uh, of that interview. Hope you guys enjoyed it. But yeah, so let's move on to the topic at hand, and that is the World Cup. All right, and next up on the phone, we have a special guest, Kent Garnett. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. So you are originally from Virginia, and now you currently reside in Florida, but you're a huge fan of soccer. How did that happen? Well, it's kind of evolved over in the years. Uh, I'm a huge World Cup fan, and of course, uh, it's high tide right now with the World Cup getting ready to start tomorrow, and uh, just uh, the term we like to use is everything's at a fever pitch right now. Exactly. I uh, just uh, I love the hobby, and uh, the soccer cards, is uh, I think it has a, really, a, a, a lot of room to grow in the hobby. Now... You said you started a, uh, you had a sports card shop uh, in the early 90s, and that's kind of when you started uh, becoming interested in soccer cards. Now, compared to the 90s to, you know, 2014, how are soccer cards different? Oh, Lord, it's, it's totally different. I mean, you had a, uh, a euphoria in, in, in 1993 and 1994 when Upper Deck made their first two cards. That's, of course... The United States hosted the World Cup in 1994, so uh, that was, I mean, interest was probably at an all-time level at that time, just because the card industry was booming and, and the World Cup was here. But after the World Cup ended, they were just you found out who the real serious collectors were, and there just wasn't a whole lot of product here to buy, and 
uh, the World Cup died away and, and kind of the interest in soccer kind of died away. Now it's 2014. We have the World Cup going on tomorrow or technically today. How how excited are you to just sit down and just watch uh, throughout the month? Just, you know, no work, nothing. It's all about soccer. How, how excited are you? <laughs> well, it's not easy, but uh, actually, it really uh, isn't. You know, I, could, I could watch this. Oh yeah, I could watch this tournament twenty-four hours a day and <laughs> watch replays of the games over and over because anything can happen. Everybody's starting from scratch. And the funny and thing, all the, hype, all the hype is out the window. Yeah, anybody's <laughs> game. Exactly. And the funny thing you mentioned when we were emailing each other uh, was when you you rekindled your interest in the two thousand and two World Cup. And that's actually the first World Cup that I started watching avidly. That you know, and I, I was waking up early to watch the games. And I mean, I, I was seriously just addicted to soccer. So the 2002 World Cup was when I got really hooked on soccer. And so you know, 2014, even though I got to work, I'm still gonna see if I can get maybe a radio stream or something on my computer, so I don't have to just rely on all the replays later at night. Now well, I, can tell, I remember 2002 well because we were getting up in the middle of the night to watch games four in the morning, six in the morning, and it was crazy. Yeah, it, it definitely was. So let's talk about the craze that is Panini Prism World Cup. What are your thoughts about that product, and do you think it's helped the soccer market or hurt the soccer market? Oh, absolutely helped. It, number one, it's the highest quality product ever made. Definitely, and it includes autographs of so many different current and legendary players. I mean, it's just far and away the best offering that's it's ever come on the market it's just a, it's a absolutely fantastic product now what do you think about the autograph set and and do you think that if they do this product for the next world cup is there room to grow to get even better legends or is is have they already hit the ceiling for legends as far as autographs it, it will be hard to top this list uh but, you know, you, you always have new, there, there are always other players that they didn't get, they were unable to reach. Uh, I think they might want to pursue the cut autograph side of it, end of it, so yeah. they can add on other great players uh, that have passed on. Uh, Eusebio just passed away uh, earlier this year. He would be a good one to, to get. And, uh, you know, other legendary Puskas from Hungary. Uh, just some of the other greats that have passed on, they were, they were great in the World Cup. Now, as far as your personal collection, you said you have around 100,000 cards. Uh, that's incredible. I, I don't have that much. And, you know, as far as soccer cards, I didn't know there were that many cards out there, to be honest. you got to remember something about soccer, and I try to preach this to everybody I talk to. It, it's what I call the final frontier. Uh -huh. product has been made at all ends of the earth. You've had stuff made in the Far East and China. Japan, uh, Australia. Australia actually has been huge in the market with Futera. You know, of course, all the European countries, Netherlands, Germany, Italy, all of those are well represented with products. And, and just I have stuff from all over the world, and I'm, I'm constantly pursuing other new new products that I've never seen before. There are, I should say old products, but they're new to me. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, what, what's kind of your go-to thing to collect within the soccer card industry? Well, I'm mainly interested in World Cup stuff, so this is high tide for me. Uh, some of the older sets, they really, uh, there was never really a, a formal World Cup set made until 1970. But there's been other, there were other attempts. Uh, Pele's rookie card is in a, in, a, in a set that was basically a bunch of players from different parts of the world. Uh, 1959, a German issue called Heinerle. And, uh, uh, you know, he was a Brazilian card put in a, in a German set, which is, what back then was very unusual. 
Hmm. That, and, uh, yeah, so, that's interesting. You know, oh, yeah. And uh, there were some other great players that were in that set, and uh, he wasn't the only one. And uh, But uh, just, you know, it's really evolved since then. And then the English came out with a set in 1970. It was a smaller set, though. And then uh, a company out of uh, the Netherlands called Monty Gum, they started making, to me, the first you know big World Cup sets that they included cards from most of the teams. And uh, it's, you know it's, that stuff is really hard to get on the side of the uh, the side of the, what we call the pond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so by the World Cup in 2018, where do you see the soccer uh, card market? Do do you see new products being released? More products being released at a high rate? What do you think? Um, you know, you got another four years. I, I think the, the soccer industry will continue to grow. Uh, I would like to see some other companies get in besides Panini. Uh, but Panini's done a fantastic job. They're going to be kind of hard now. There is another uh, product from over in England. Uh, they did something. Uh, I think Tops did some kind of issue over there. And uh, but they're it's kind of a, a lower end brand, not knocking it down or anything. But the Panini's hard to compete against. It's just been a phenomenal product. Yeah, it's it's kind of been a craze over here in the Beckett office just to see. Uh, the cards, you know, a lot of them are coming in to be graded. And I mean, the autographs are, are the just the autographs alone are really cool to check out. Uh, obvi- and obviously, they're very sought after on eBay. Uh, how has eBay helped uh, the soccer card market? Well, uh, yeah, you go to a normal card show and you might not see any soccer cards. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, especially, you know, now obviously the World Cup, I think there will you'll see more soccer cards than you've ever seen at the national this year. And it's uh, largely because of this, uh, Panini product. Mm. Uh, like you said, it's become a craze. And, uh, last few years, I've always had some guys come over from Beckett to my booth and we talk soccer and, uh, you know, Hey, what's new, what do you got? And they love looking at some of the older stuff that I have just cause they've never seen it before. And they've only, you know, some of them have never even heard of the stuff, much less seen it. Yeah. And, uh, I, I kind of was that way when I started getting on the internet a few years back. I mean, it's just phenomenal what the internet has opened things up and, we're seeing things in this country now that, you know, you wouldn't hardly have ever seen before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's it's helped the soccer card uh, market as well as the smaller sports, uh, you know, maybe cricket and things like that, rugby, just because it, it's it was harder to find those cards, you know, without the internet and eBay, things like that. But so you said right. you will have a booth at the national this year. How yeah. excited are you for the national? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, let's get through the world cup first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's get through the month of June and July, uh, and have that excitement. And then we'll start focusing on the national, but yeah, looking forward to it. I think, I think you'll see more soccer product, obviously because of the, Panini product than, than ever before, and uh, y'all see, I think you'll see the euphoria reached. Uh, I, I still can't believe what happened in '93 and '94 when Upper Deck made their products. Uh, I could, but you know, there was a euphoria in collecting back then. People were collecting everything. Yeah. So uh, you know, they backed off with just because of the money involved and everything else. But uh, and that we were hosting the World Cup in '94, so you, all of those kind of like a perfect storm back then. But yeah, you know, I think you're going to see as as time goes on that this part of our business, you know, soccer is the number one spectator sport in the world and there are people out there who would love to have a chance to buy this stuff and some people don't even know it exists and so it's amazing but uh yeah it doesn't have the history that our their baseball football and basketball products have well yeah of course i mean soccer is is just kind of a different beast here in the states compared to england italy you know countries over in in the eastern hemisphere i guess uh but right. you know don't if and this is all speculation but you know the 2022 world cup 
has started to be in question with Qatar having the allegations and all that stuff. But there might be an opportunity for the U.S. to host it in the near future. Do you think with the U.S. hosting it as far as uh, getting more exposure, now their team's getting a little bit better, do you think that'll help the soccer card market? Oh, absolutely. Uh, You can't help to – I mean, if if we were to have it this year as opposed to when we had it back in 94, this market is is so much different – you know, obviously the, the the cards back then there wasn't a lot of high end product. It was it was in a, it was in its infancy stage as far as these companies toying with stuff. They were starting to put autographs in the packs and insert cards and all that, and they, you didn't have that much of that back then yeah. to the level they're going to take it at now. And it's just going to be that's why they call them chase cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Kent, I really appreciate you uh, giving some time for us today. And I'll be at the National. We'll be doing a lot of radio stuff as, as well as video. So I'll be looking for your booth, and maybe we can get a quick interview as far as, uh, as uh, I guess, the results of the World Cup. Let me get who, – who do you think is going to win in the World Cup this year? Well, I, th- I, I seriously do. I think any one of about four or five teams could win. I'm going to have to go with Brazil because yeah. of the host, and I think they have an advantage, a distinct advantage. But with that being said, it wouldn't shock me if Germany snuck in there or – Uruguay, even they have a strong team. There's a lot of team. You know, it's about matchups. Yeah. And I try to explain this to people. It's all about the matchups going through, and just sometimes you can run across the team that just gives you a degree of difficulty, and that might be the one time you stumble. Yeah, exactly. And that's the beauty of watching the tournament. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. You seem real pumped. I appreciate it, Kent. You have a good one. Okay, look forward to seeing it at the national. All right, so next up, we got a special topic to talk about. This this is huge. Brian from Pricing, Paul from Grading. What's up, guys? What's up? How you doing? So you all ready for the World Cup? I'm ready. Excited. Yes, we've been sh- we've had the countdown for the last couple months. <laughs> well, the last four uh, years or something like that. Since South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So let's let's talk about first all the injuries that are going on. I I feel like it, it's hurting the World Cup. You know, Ribery's out. Uh, well, uh, what's the guy from Germany who La- just got yeah, hurt? Last week, Marco Reus, yep. b- big Borussia Dortmund player, was hurt in the friendly against Armenia. And then wasn't there a, a Mexican guy against uh, yeah. Peralta? Was that who it was? No, it was Luis Montes. Montes, there you go. And then Marquez got hurt. I don't. Is he all right? He's gonna be okay. He, I think it was just a. Sp- an, an ankle sprain, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah. he'll be ready to go. And then Donovan's hurt too, right? For Don- the U.S., that's why. In that's quotations. why he's not there. He's oh, hurt. That hurts. <laughs> that that's why he's the new analyst for ESPN. Yes, he, he yes, just got yes. hired. And there's then another big one too the, wasn't there? from Colombia. What's his name? Oh, Falcao was yeah. not going to be there. He's yeah, Falcao's uh, hurt. That's right. He he was hurt actually in early January. Uh-huh. Yes. yes, and so, never didn't make it back. That, yeah. I I feel that that's going to kind of put a damper on on the World Cup, even though I'm I'm pumped for it going to oh, be yes. sweet but it just sucks because france i was kind of looking forward to seeing because they've been kind of in the shadows but now you know they got a young team but ribery is one of the greatest yeah yes. and then ronaldo's not 100 percent, or they they say he's going to be well, ready for his for i think ronaldo's match, but. at 100 percent, you know or i'm sorry he's at like 120 yeah so now <laughs> with he's, thigh at, now injury, he's, at, he's 100. at 100 <laughs> so it's finally equal for, yeah. for the rest of the group <laughs> that's a good point i guess <laughs> so, so let's talk about the group stage we have the top two teams of each group make it to the second round. Group A, Brazil, Croatia, Mexico, Cameroon. I got Brazil and Mexico. What do you guys think about that? 
I Brazil, got, yeah. I got Brazil for sure. Yeah. And then the three re- remaining teams, I, I think, have a chance to advance. It's kind of a it's, toss up. Yeah, As of right now, I picked Croatia, but that could change before the games start tomorrow. But right now, it's <laughs> Croatia. I just can't pick pick Mexico though, as, I, as an American fan. I oh. got Bra- I got Brazil and Croatia advancing as well, but they Croatia is going to be missing a a key key player mm-hmm. in their in their matchup against Brazil, which is. Mario Mansukic, okay, who is suspended for the first game. Oh, that's right. Wasn't he? He did something bad. Yeah, he did something. <laughs> I bad. remember. I that's usually what happens. That's why yeah. I usually get suspended. Oh, he did something bad. Did something really bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I with Mexico, I hate picking them, but I feel like out of those three. I mean, you have Samuel Eto'o Eto on mm-hmm. Cameroon, who's yes. been on fire right. for Chelsea, but. He's. I think he's the only guy on that team who's worth yes. talking about. You know? Alex Song. Uh, Alex Song. Yeah. yeah. I'm, hey, I'm cheating. I'm looking you, at the yeah, Beckett. Yeah, you are cheating. I'm looking at the Beckett uh, World Cup. <laughs> Beckett World Cup on mag uh, on newsstands today. Yes, yeah, so he was a player to watch along with Samuel Otto for yes. for well, Cameroon. He plays for a big club, so <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is true. So let's let's go to Group B: Spain, uh, Netherlands, Chile, and Australia. Now, uh, Netherlands are kind of, I think, uh, Van Persie or mm-hmm. uh, Raphael Van der Vaart. Van der Vaart, is he hurt? I think he's hurt as well. So I don't know if that's going to... He, he is hurt. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to be in the World Cup. So do you think that'll hurt their chances? Because, I mean, I think they're a pretty elite team. I agree. They are I elite. think they can still get out of the group, though, right? Well... Uh-oh, we're dealing with it. We're talking to... Paul is <laughs> South American. Paul is Peruvian. <laughs> so he's so got he, a he has a, a South American bias. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Chile demonstrated that they they were playing as a team the best soccer in South America. Mm. They they don't have they have stars but they don't they don't have the the you know big famous stars. But yeah. As a group, they're tough and and in, and in this group I have Spain and Chile. Wow. Yeah, that's that all right. What do you got, Brian? Spain and the Netherlands. I can't okay. go against Van Persie and Schneider and uh, um, Van, uh Robin. Robin, yeah. right? Yeah. Former I, Chelsea man. Yeah, well, former Chelsea go. great. There's, Chelsea great. There's been <laughs> problems in the in the Netherlands camp lately. I, there's two see, guys getting into a fight. Oh, see, wow. Paul's getting Yesterday. me. I'm gonna start. I'm going back and forth between uh, poor, poor, for the poor soccer ruse. I don't think any of us picked Australia to go through, but unfortunately, I not. was going back and forth between Netherlands and Chile. And right now, I have the Netherlands going. But now, Paul, the more Paul talks, the more I want to switch it. So I guess I have until noon <laughs> yeah. tomorrow or something to change my bracket. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to Group C. This is this is kind of a big group because Ivory Coast is always underperforms. That you know they always are supposed to do well. Yaya Toure, Didier Drogba, your man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Drogba's on his last leg with the team. I don't know if he's announced it yet, but he might retire after this World Cup. What do you think? Uh, it's probably it'll be his last World Cup. Yeah. yeah, he may play a couple more matches for them for the national team and have some big retirement send off game, but. Yeah. yeah, I don't. He's right. not going to be around in four years. He's in his this early thirties, mid yes. th- yeah. Yeah, 32, 33, yes. something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is his last World Cup. Group D. This is probably going to shock you guys. Obviously, I'm an Italy fan, so I'm picking them. But uh, I'm getting England with the upset, going number two. I got England. I, I, I talk about I, an I underperforming know. team at the World Cup. <laughs> 2010 was. I don't, I don't know. I, don't I like know. the. I love the English league, but it's like when the, awesome I love league. the Cowboys awesome too. League. I love the Cowboys. I love the English League, but it's so fun when they don't do well because it's so chaotic. The fans <laughs> just go crazy. So I kind of enjoyed watching 
England struggle yeah. in 2010, yeah. um, <laughs> especially against the U.S. That, um, yes, that was awesome. But, you know, if they get deep into the tournament and, and the U.S. is gone, I, I, I'll kind of be pulling for them. But Trader. Uh, I don't think they get out of that group. So I, you, Uruguay is, is the team to beat along with Italy. Yeah, I think I think, it, so. I think it, it. Yeah, I agree. Italy yeah. and Uruguay move on. I mean, it's going to be a shocker. Um, who's, Swar- who's, who's England's superstar? Is it Wayne Rooney? I guess Lamp- right now. Lampard? Lampard's old. Rooney. I think Gerard is is kind of. I mean. I mean, who's the man? Who's going to put that uh, team on Sturridge? the Sturridge. I think Sturridge scored I, a lot of goals. Yeah, in the, in the and I think he's going to be the future of that team. Yeah. Because Rooney's obviously on on decline. I agree. And I do, I do agree. I don't feel like he's the superstar like he was four, eight years ago. Joe Hart and goal is is susceptible to making some blunders and, and he he's, yeah. you know he's and awesome, see the and some awesome saves as well. Well true, that's true. You know, he he can he can go yeah. both ways, but yeah. you know, it's, it's I mean, not I, beyond him to uh, I just remember the game against the US where yeah, he, the ball you know, kinda skipped over yeah, him. Just like way to go, dude. You know. But uh yeah, so I think that'll be an interesting group to see. Because, uh, I mean, all four teams, Costa Rica as well, you, you know, you it, never know. It's one of the death groups, that's yeah. they mm-hmm. call it, you know? Yeah. Now, let's let's go to Group E. We got Switzerland, Ecuador, France, and Honduras. Brian? France and Ecuador. Really? I went back and forth with, with Switzerland and Ecuador, but I'm looking – I think me and Paul were talking about this at lunch. I, I didn't remember who I picked. I didn't know if I had gone Switzerland or Ecuador. Yeah. And I'm looking here, and I have, I have Ecuador finishing second in that group. Oh, really? Okay, so, Paul, who do you got? I I agree with Brian. I got France one, Ecuador two. Now, why is Switzerland so uh, so high in the ranking? What what have they done to deserve that ranking? I don't know. I was looking at their roster because I was thinking that like they, they do <laughs> they do have a big time player. Okay, the guy from Bayern. Yes, his name is Sherdan Shakiri. There I you believe. go. Yes, there wow. you go. The guy's Man. an awesome player. Yeah, he's a difference maker. So if if Switzerland stands a chance it's it's gonna be because of him i i just i can't go with france now that ribery's out i, I got paul pogba though i mean he's, he's stud yeah he's <laughs> he's the future of that team yes but i think i i, I don't know i i got switzerland one ecuador two but uh all right group f argentina you know who's gonna stop them in this tournament i mean they always underperform spain is gonna stop them in the semifinals that's just gonna stop oh, them well okay <laughs> But, I mean, do you think they'll ever get over that hump and become a champion with Messi? I think if they're ever going to do it, this is the cup yeah. where they'll do it. I got them going all the way to the finals. Really? Against Brazil. Yes. That would be a great matchup. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. Messi has not performed at the same level for club that or for country that he does for club, correct? Correct. And that needs to change if they're going to advance. Yeah. I mean, they've got Di Maria too, right? They have Di Maria and with, a bunch of other guys. But. Yes, they, I, they got quality players, and you know, in every line, you know, that, that's that's a fact. And but uh, you know, Messi last two three months he's been underperforming for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say that he's just he was just taking it yeah, easy, t- waiting ready. for this yeah. moment. Well, I know Tevez, right? No Tevez. That's a big that, yeah. Big that's loss. a shock. What what happened with that? Well, there's speculation that uh, whatever Messi says goes I, and, I think that should be right and yes <laughs> and Tevis and Messi are are rumored that they're not friends hmm. so well you know Tevez is such a just a bulldog he you is. know so obviously 
you could see, well, it's his way or, right. or the highway, pretty much. Yeah. He's but, no Gattuso, though. That's the hey, greatest yeah, bulldog. That's, <laughs> that's the greatest bulldog <laughs> of, all time. of all time, man. <laughs> he's um, a monster. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think about? I'm I'm probably gonna say this wrong. Bosnia Herzegovina. Is that Herzegovina? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know, but. I watched them beat Mexico, which was awesome to see. Right. Uh, what do you think about their chances? Nigeria didn't look too impressive um, against the U.S., the US right? Yeah. right? And Iran... Is Iran. Yeah, thanks for coming. You get a trip to Brazil. <laughs> right. No offense, Iran. <laughs> um, it's kind of like North Korea when they came you yeah. know, in 2010. You get a, a trip, and okay, <laughs> thanks for coming. Yeah. Right. Um, watch, they're going to win the group now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know a lot about him. They've got that guy from City, right? Is he oh, from Zeko? Yeah. Uh, Zeko. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He might be the difference maker to get out of that group and, and move on. Yeah, I think they have a pretty solid, unless they completely just collapse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think Iran has a chance. I, yeah. And then I guess Nigeria, you know, if they, they're going to need a lot to go right. But you uh, said, you know, the African teams, they don't tough. count them out. Yeah, they're, they're big and strong and they're tough. So I, I think a lot of Americans, at least in the last three or four World Cups, they all, oh, we play Ghana, whatever. Who cares? Oh, Nigeria, Cameroon, who cares? Man, they are tough. Yeah, they are. Now, Nigeria didn't look that great against the U.S. the other day, but right. I don't know. I don't underestimate any of the African teams. Now, let's go to the, they, they officially called it the group of death, Group G, U.S., Germany, Portugal, and Ghana. All four of these teams could easily place in the top two. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, this is the one I had the hardest time picking, but I got Germany and I'm going U.S. I, I'm, I, I'm, I think it's going to happen. I, I really hope. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my head says Germany, Portugal, but your heart, my heart and my bracket so says U.S., U.S. <laughs> no, <laughs> says Germany and U.S. So I did pick the U.S. to finish second. That's kind of a homer pick. Yeah. Fingers crossed. They need a win against Ghana. It's a must-win. Yes, it yes, is a must-win. Must um, Do you think that that game, you know, is a must-win? But if they don't win that game, even if they tie, their tournament hopes are done. I don't know if they're done. Uh, I don't think so. It just it just gets a lot tougher. Yeah. You know, I mean, if those guys beat Ghana, you get you have three points in the bag. You you feel confident about yourself. You know, you you're optimistic about the next two games. And I I just don't think you feel that way if you lose or tie yeah i i think the confidence factor is even bigger than the three points exactly because they were they've been the team to knock us out the past two world cups Mm -hmm. and so as 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 well as the coach saying that we're not going to win at all you know or or whatever that i think that's going to be a huge factor is the confidence so i don't know and i guess the good thing is that you get germany in the last game so hopefully they've already locked up their the number one yeah. spot right. yes. so they're kind of you know put it on cruise control in yeah. that last i mean i guess no one really puts it on cruise cruise control in the world cup but um you know maybe maybe escape with a draw with germany maybe i i, I would see a draw yeah. with portugal it was is that a win with Ghana, a draw with Portugal, and a draw well, with with, uh, with with Germany, Germany? or a loss yeah, with Germany? Why not? I mean, I the U.S. did beat Portugal in a in the 2002 World Cup, yeah. if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, they know these guys. They they beat them once, and I think they can beat them again. And I and but in 02, did they have Ronaldo? A very young Ronaldo was I he think. on that team. I think. He, he was he was that was the, the, the beginning of his career in the, that early. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if he was on the team, but. That was very young Ronaldo, yes. if, if he was. 
That's not but, uh, eight pack, twelve pack Ronaldo. Yes. No, <laughs> but I, I do have Germany and the U.S. advancing as well. Okay, That's cool. All right, let's go to the final group: Belgium, Algeria, Russia, and South Korea. Belgium, I think, is the dark horse. You know, Vincent Company is one of my favorite soccer players. Um, Russia, Algeria. You know, they they played U.S. in 2010. Uh, what do you guys think about that group? I have Belgium as a dark horse as well. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go far in the tournament. And I have Russia moving along with them. Okay, yeah, that, that's who I got. Yeah. Brian? I've got Belgium and Russia. Belgium just because they have Eden Hazard. He's, they also he's have, nasty. They, they, they have a lot of quality players. Courtois, right? Mm-hmm. Courtois, the, the Madrid the, keeper. No, the Chelsea keeper oh, on loan the at Madrid. Keep. He's the <laughs> Chelsea right. keeper. They're he's right. on loan <laughs> at Madrid, sir. <laughs> So. Who does not want to come back to Chelsea? Ooh. What? Ooh. <laughs> Just let Mourinho talk to him. He'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, oh, And Lukaku, another Chelsea guy on loan. They're just geez. loaded with Chelsea guys. You know what? I think I need to change this. Yeah. They're going to go a lot farther yeah. than I thought. Chelsea loves those Belgian players. <laughs> yeah, right? seriously. Oh. So uh, obviously Brazil is, is the favorite. What do you guys think about Spain overall? Do you, do you think they're kind of past their prime? I don't. No? No. I've got them losing in the final to Brazil. I, I think I got them losing, losing in the semis to Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those guys are going to be there. They're experienced. They, they're the defending champs. They won the Euro Cup. Mm-hmm. They have and Fernando Torres. <laughs> Who? Sitting on the bench. <laughs> they, they got so many quality players in that midfield. Iniesta, Xavi. Mm-hmm. And those guys, you know, they're... They're little magicians, yeah. and with those those quality players, you you're always going to go far. Yeah. yeah. Now let's look forward to the next World Cup, 2018, because that's always fun to think about the future. Who do you think has the best chance to show up and win the 2018 World Cup? Who's who's a young team in this group? Because I, I was thinking France, if if they can do something big in this World Cup. And the kid, what's his name? Pogba. Yeah. If, if he can produce and start to grow, he could become the next Cristiano. Neymar's still young, right? Yeah. He's like, Brazil's going to be there. Do you I think, mean, I mean, I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know if they're, <laughs> but, well, at every tournament that Brazil participates in, you know, they're always one of the favorites. But if you, to answer that question, I think Belgium. Yeah. Belgium has a young players at this cup that, in, that four years from now were just, I think, you know, they're going to be more experienced. They're playing in the best clubs in the world, and they're going to continue to do that. So my pick is Belgium. Yeah. So final question, who do you think in this World Cup going into 2018 is going to have the worst fall off, I guess? Like who, who is kind of the team that's on, on their last leg? Spain's old, aren't they? They're kind of... I was thinking Spain. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Was th- I, I was either thinking Spain and, and England. Cause, oh, England, too. That's another know. good yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yes. Rooney, Gerrard, yeah. you know. Lampard, that guys. old guard, that golden generation, yeah. which yeah, never I mean, got anything done. It's, it's, a lot of them have already dropped off. There's no, John Terry's no Terry anymore. Yeah. Right, yeah. That, and you don't hear anything new about upcoming like English like players. stars. No. I mean, yeah. they've, they've yeah. got some, some good young guys, but nobody, like, there's not... This was... Their golden generation for you know these exactly. last yes last two World Cups yes. and they just failed that they just didn't <laughs> happen for them yeah and it's unfortunate so, but I think England without a doubt is the best soccer league in the world mm-hmm. but just so many foreign players I think hurt them a lot mm-hmm. you know? that's a lot of the, I listen yeah. to a lot of English radio during the season um, and that's a, an an argument that a lot of the callers make yeah is that there's too many 
foreign players in the English league, and it does it hurts you know the the, the English players. There's too many foreign coaches, so it hurts the English coaching system. system right. um, so yeah, that's an that's an argument. That's a good point, and an argument that a lot of English like you know real English people (laughs) (laughs) share with you. So what, uh, let's talk about trading cards because you know, we work for Beckett. It is. Um, yeah. So prism world cup, that that's a huge hit. Autographs are astronomically successful. Yeah. They were, they were really tough to pull uh, (laughs) anywhere from one and two boxes. Some guys here got lucky and pulled like five autographs in like eight boxes or something. Yeah. We, we had a couple packs and and then I think old, old bought four (laughs) boxes or three boxes and ended up finally getting an autograph. Yeah. The Valderrama guy. Valderrama. Hey, great pickup, but great hair. Great hair. (laughs) He had a lot of wristbands in his picture. It's loaded with parallels. There's a, there's a, the autographs were really popular. Uh, it's got a Kobe autograph in there. It's got a Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, Luck yeah. autograph in there. The Ronaldo we priced at nine hundred dollars. The Messi at seven. Wow. Baggio at six hundred. Who we were talking about yeah. is selling really well. Even his parallels yeah. um, were Baggio. selling. Ab- yeah, wow. exactly. He, he's he just an doesn't icon. have a lot he's of stuff. Uh, yeah. Pele, who has stuff at five hundred. Neymar at four hundred. Um, and we've got comments at fifty bucks for you know. It was a really really strong autograph lineup. Um, not a lot of spares. Mm-hmm. I mean, the spares were probably some of the U.S. guys, and they were not even that. I mean, it was Tim Howard and yeah, Josie Altador and Dempsey, and yeah. those are those are good autographs. Um, it's just a ton of parallels. It's kind of the Prism MO. Messi, Ronaldo, of course, were the two top guys. Ren- Messi was selling a, a level one level above Ronaldo. So you're looking whatever at a, a, a ten dollar Messi card. Ronaldo was at eight. Uh, those guys compete in everything, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I bet they're looking at the stats, yeah. you know, on, on Beckett.com, being like, "Hey, Messi, yeah. check this out." But yo, who was selling more than like at a level? Uh, he didn't have a lot of cards in the set. He only had, I think, he was in one insert. But the um, Baggio card was selling for more than the than the Messi in that. I think it was the World Cup Stars insert set. So that's crazy. We finally got that all priced. It's on Beckett.com right now. Um, the Team photo cards, we're still working on that one. That one's a little harder to price just because it's not really a player. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the big teams like Brazil and Argentina right. and Spain are selling better than Iran and Algeria. Yeah. Um, but it's weird like that when you don't have a lot of soccer cards, they'll, they'll sell really well because they're such a small... It's like, this is all we have. So I'm a big Algeria fan, and this mm-hmm. is the only time I get to buy Algeria cards, so I'm going to pay $20 for that card when really... It, should probably be like a five dollar card yeah. or something you you might think um so it sold really well you know we've already talked about the world cup stickers albums the panini sticker albums are really really popular yeah. all over the world yes. which you can get a copy of the sticker album included in the panini world cup or i'm sorry the, the beckett. beckett world cup magazine yes on newsstands now yes i just got my album last weekend i've been yeah. working on that nice. diligently uh <laughs> i got a trade with some of the guys in the office here oh. to fill out my book. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> a little late. I know I'm a yes. little late, but the World Cup's just starting. I know yes, Payne yes. And, and, and Mike Payne and a lot of the other guys here have already, you know, They're almost done, done with their book, yeah. and I'm just starting. So, as far as grading goes, ha- have you seen a lot of autographs? What What are kind of the special inserts that have been flowing in? We have been seeing a lot of auto- autographs. Some of those colored in those colored refractor the, prism things, like the pulsar. Yeah, the pulsar, all that stuff. Yeah. Red, white, and blue. Yep. With the with the, I saw one the other day with Donovan and Dempsey. Dempsey. Okay. Yes. Nice. That yeah. that would be a very highly collectible one because you know Donovan's going to be a huge awesome. impact on the team. Yes. You know, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> from the booth. Yeah, from, from the booth. yeah, from the ESPN booth. So, uh, what do you expect from uh, from this World Cup to future World Cups as far as products go? Do you think they're going to ramp up the products, yeah, not I, just for Panini? No, yeah, I think so. I think it's just in general that soccer's getting. I mean, we hear this. People have been saying this in the United States for the last twenty years that soccer's growing, soccer's growing. But I think now it really, since it really is. Yeah, yeah since ninety four, <laughs> exactly. I think it really. I mean, the television numbers show that. Now you with satellite and cable and all this, it's so easy to watch all these these leagues and mm-hmm. keep up with the guys. Before, you know, 10, 20 years ago, 94, 98, 02 maybe even, the only time you really saw some of these big stars was at the World Cup. Every mm-hmm. once in a while you might catch a game somewhere on some crazy ESPN channel or yeah. ESPN Deportes or something like that. But, but now I could watch any English Premier League game that I want. It's like the season pass for <laughs> – I mean, I pay my cable bill, but it's like for free. There's, I don't yeah. even have to pay anything extra. I can watch any game any any time. It's 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 all. Awesome. The Spanish league is is televised here now. Um, the German league, um, the Italian league, the Italian the league, greatest league in for the world. like the I mean, two hundred people in the country who care about the Italian league. Let's do it. <laughs> no, that's not true. The Italian league is popular. I know they've got their fans. Um, so, oh. so it's it's growing. That we're yeah. seeing more soccer cards. We're getting more questions from dealers asking. You know, can you why you know list the tops attacks from this country and yeah. grading? I know is coming over a lot more often in asking to get stuff added to the database. We're working on building the soccer database up. It's it's hard because there is so much stuff out mm. there in yep. different yes. countries and different tournaments and different mm. languages. And tops will release a Russian set and then they'll release the Russian set in Chinese and they'll yeah. listen the English Premier League in English and Russian and Chinese and Spanish. I mean, just tons and tons of different versions. So it's a difficult task that that we're working on. So. Hopefully four years from now when we're talking, yeah. you know, it's going to be, it'll be a lot, uh, the database will be a lot bigger and more fleshed out, more pricing in there. And, you know, like I said, grading is getting more um, submissions from soccer just from what they've brought over to me because it's missing in the database and they mm-hmm. need to add it. So, um, I don't know, There's, it, it's growing. So hopefully it continues that way. Yeah. Now, with the autographs being so stout, just stacked, you uh-huh. know, how, how could they ramp it up even more? Who could, who could they include? I mean, they already have Pele, you know, Messi. Maradona. Maradona was probably Maradona. the only name on here, or the only guy, like the only really, I'm sure there were others. I'm not yeah. pretending to know everything, right. but Maradona was like the really huge name. They had Beckenbauer, they had Bobby Charlton. Some of these, you know, a lot of these guys from the 50s and 60s, right. 70s and 80s are... Um, getting up there in years, so in four years we'll we'll see who's who's around. Not to yeah. sound morbid, but we'll see who's around. <laughs> Dang! But um, <laughs> I think Maradona is the only one, and I don't think he has a certified autograph. He might have one in some foreign set or yeah. Futura something or other. Um, but he would probably be the big target to get. You know, like you said, Pele's been in stuff with Tops, and now in Panini, mm-hmm. um, you got Messi, you got Ronaldo. Um, yeah. I, I personally think Brian McBride. That's oh that's gosh. the guy Brian who started McBride it for has, me. Man. Brian McBride has MLS <laughs> autographs, I believe, sir. That's that's not the same. I got to get the Team USA. Yeah. You know the goal where he's yelling. You know, I remember that like it was yesterday. Uh, all right, last question. I don't think we talked about this. The winner of the 2014 World Cup, Brian Brazil, Paul Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. I mean, but this is a lot of pressure on yeah. their home soil. Can and they, and do they it? always fold under pressure. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of pressure, but it's it's like I was telling Brian at lunch. It's it's just so hard to pick against against a Brazilian player. Yep. You know? Yep. It's, Especially when Neymar's been playing lights out. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
We'll see. All right, so World Cup officially starting. I'm excited. You guys are excited. I'm going to work as, as best as I can throughout this month. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, guys. All right, thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, that was a pretty cool episode. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, World Cup going on right now. Let us know what you think about the radio show at Beckett Radio on Twitter or hit us up in an email, radio at Beckett.com. Next week, we'll be back with an all-new show. I'm going to try and get Chris Olds on here. So if you want Chris Olds on this radio show, you should you should let him know. So tweet at him, at Chris Olds 2009. Hit him up. Say, hey, man, I want you on the radio show. He's awesome on this show. And, uh, yeah, let him know. So let's, let's get him on this radio show, guys. Let's do it. At Chris Olds 2009. Well, that about wraps it up for me. I'm Derek Ficken, your host. Thanks for listening to Beckett Radio. We do have podcasting, so check us out on iTunes. Just search Beckett Radio and it'll definitely pop up. You can uh, download all the radio shows from previous weeks on your iPhone, uh, tablet, computer, wherever you have iTunes. So definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Derek Ficken. We'll see you later. Later.